Hello, this is Angel Mathis. I'm here again with another podcast with Door 3, The Truth. And tonight we will be talking about the place of the race to run. The place of the race to run. So tonight we're going to go into the Word of God. I appreciate you all for being with me on tonight. I'm excited about you being here and hoping that I've been saying some encouraging words or encouraging things to be able to help you throughout your journey, throughout your life, wherever you may be, whether you're um, on a job or dealing with some issues in your your home and your family life, or whether you may be going through something with your regarding your church or just your personal life. I just need an uplift or you just want to hear something that's encouraging. This is the place to come. I've been casting for now probably about a week, week and a half, and I've been excited about every bit of it. So this is a new venture for me. I'm excited about it. I'm hoping you guys definitely send me feedback, send me a message. Uh, definitely let me know how it's going so I can be able to produce more podcasts um, and make them readily available for you all. So um, I'm excited and I'm hoping that you guys would definitely check me out um, in conjunction in regarding being a sponsor, a monthly sponsor. Definitely all you got to do is click on your app and just stroll down and then there's a spot there that says to sponsor this um, podcast. So definitely, if you have an opportunity to do that or haven't had an opportunity to do that, I am asking that you would. So we can continue to make wonderful podcasts to be uplifting and encouraging to you and your family. I just appreciate you all for being here and um, listening in. So we're going to jump right in. Um, Like I said, the topic tonight is called The Place of the Race to Run. And that was definitely a a Holy Spirit-given topic. And what I mean by that, the Lord had impressed upon my heart and spoke that particular topic to me. And I was like, Lord, what does that mean? (laughs) How am I going to present this to the the, the audience to to relay this message? Um, Because if you look back on some of my other casts, I've been talking about the place of strength, the place of sin, the place of rest, the place of peace. So... Eventually, we will be definitely moving into other topics of, of um, that will encourage and strength, strengthen your walk with Christ, just strengthen your, your general life. You know, in, in general, uh, we want to be able to touch on everything as the Lord lead regarding finances, uh, motherhood, fatherhood, uh, just family life in general, um, faith, obedience, disobedience, dismay, guilt. Any of those areas that we need to address to talk about, to be able to strengthen you in those areas. Not only that, to be able to uh, speak a word of truth and transformation where you can also become delivered through the word of God. You don't have to live in sin. You don't have to be uh, an habitual sinner or a person that you can't seem to uh, get out of something that's seen to be such a stronghold. That's what they call a stronghold. The word of God calls it a stronghold and it's sin, you know, and the enemy, what I call the enemy, Satan, um, makes us always feel that we are unable to get out of it because we've done certain things for so many years over and over again. But I'm here to tell you that you can be delivered. You can be healed. You can be set free. 
Amen. And you have to just uh, focus on doing that, establishing a relationship with God. Now, definitely you would have to do some things on your part. Now, he is a miracle worker. He can come down and just take it away. Amen. But God is a miracle worker and he knows what we need and when we need it. So just trust him um, to be there for you. Search the scriptures, fast and pray, seek his face. I mean, I'm not telling you to go on a 30 day fast or 40 day fast. You just let the Holy Spirit unction you and lead you. Let him speak to your heart on by how much and, and what you need to do every day. I don't want you to think of it just like a, a religion. You know what I'm saying? You don't feel like you're getting nothing out of it. You're just doing it to get something. It's not about that. It's about a relationship. Um, sometimes you can just read a verse or read a part of a verse or just say a prayer and you get more deliverance from just reading uh, the entire Bible and, and doing some ritual or praying for six or seven hours. Now, if the Lord unctions you to do that, go ahead. Help yourself. Definitely do that. Amen. You definitely do whatever he, he unctions and tell you to do. Amen. He uses people. He uses people to bless your life. He uses people to show us favor, network connections. He uses people to just pour in to give, um, whether it be money, increase. Amen. And and we're not just going to God for just always wanting things, you know, needing things. He knows what we need before we even ask. But just establish a relationship. Be diligent about doing that because there's so much going on and the enemy is a trickster. Amen. And you'll think you're okay and there's that you may not be. So just always checking with the Lord. Just make sure you work out your own soul salvation. It's one of those scriptures in there. I can't remember exactly where, where it is. But make sure that you're pleasing to him, that you study to show yourself approved unto him, not necessarily to man, even though he will um, allow you to be um, blessed and perfected in that area as well. But just know that you have a relationship with him to be able to impart unto his people. Just always keep him first. You know, I have to you just remind myself, it's not about you, angel. It's not about this and that. It's about whatever he says and serving his people and walking in obedience. Obedience is so important. And I'm sorry, I just kind of got off on that, but I can feel that in my spirit. I just want to share. Just stay steadfast, unmovable, always working and abounding in the word of God and the work of God. Just know that he'll be with you and he, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Just take your time, process, go through the process and just know that he's with you. And it may be hard and you want to give up so soon, but just pray and say, Lord, give me the strength not to give up because you can make it. You can make it. So tonight we're going to talk about the place of the race to run. And when I think about a race, I think about marathons. I think about Sometime I've in my own personal life I felt like I've raced to get this, I've raced to get that degree, I've raced to rush to do this and that. But this particular race I'm talking about just running your race. And what that means is running your whatever the Lord have given you in your heart to do, um, you run that race. Run that pleasing unto him, you know, making sure that your life is in good standing with him. Amen. And that trusting that the blessings of the Lord maketh you rich and addeth no sorrow. You know, because I've had my own personal testimony. I can tell you real quick. When I did open up a business a few years ago, many years ago, I actually opened up about three. And the Lord had clearly spoke to me. He said, Angel, it's not about 
the money. It's going to be about the word. Because, see, my motive evidently wasn't right. You know, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, yeah, I wanted to do it for the Lord. Yeah, I wanted to do it for the people. But that undercut or that under motive about it, you know, you be thinking, I'm going to do this for the Lord. But way down deep in your heart, you're like, I'm going to get this money. I'm going to make this money. I'm going to live comfortable. I'm going to never have to work for anyone else in my life, which is good. But the motive is not right. When your motive is not right, then mm, God doesn't really get the honor. You're, you're trying to get the honor, you know, at that time, I, you know, I, you know, and at the time you don't really want to confess that, but yeah, and in essence, I can, I can really say now, yeah, it, it, I was trying to do it on my own. I was getting the more the honor, you know, and eventually I had to sell the business because it was just such a struggle and a strain to keep up. Not saying God couldn't deliver me out of it, but in essence, he really did because he allowed me to be able to sell it at ease and move into a different place um, because I was blessed to be in business for about five years. I owned my own home health hospice and a medical supply company. Um, the supply company really didn't, it just barely got up off the ground and I just shut it down after I sold the home health and the hospice. Um, many of you may not know, but if you're new joining me, I am a, a registered nurse and uh, I love what I do. I love taking care of people. My current occupation is hospice, so I take care of a lot of end-of-life people and their families. So back to the place of the race to run. Know your purpose in God. That's what I would say for number one for those the points. I'm kind of giving them out early. Know your purpose in God. Know and understand what his will is for your life. Don't try to conjure up anything. Don't try to make up anything. Just ask him. In prayer or however, ask him, Lord, what is my purpose? I, and ultimately, all of our purpose is to serve him and to worship and honor him. But sometimes you want to know what is my what is my purpose? What is for my life as a leader? You may be a, a gentleman. What is my purpose as a man of God? What is my purpose as a woman of God? What is my purpose as a child or a teenager or whomever? Um, that may need those uh, questions answered. Lord, what is my purpose? And show it to me. And point number two, ask God to show it. Show him. Show what your purpose is to you so you can know and have clarity. You know, and some of us, you know, some purposes, when you think about it, because in our mind, like I said, when I had my business, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get my business. I'm going to take care of people. I'm going to do that part because that's the right thing to do. But I wanted to make money. You know what I'm saying? But God always have a different plan, you know, because we got to make sure our motive is right. Our heart is right. Everything is, is right, you know. But when he had spoke that to me, I'm like, okay, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. I heard you say it's not going to be the business. It's going to be the word of God that's going to keep me. And it has been the word of God because my business did fail. You know what I'm saying? It was too much of a financial strain and a challenge to do. Now, I feel that I am an entrepreneur by heart. And I love to do things. I love to have my own business. I love to do things. But I just have to pray and make sure that my motive is right. And we all do make sure our motive is right. I, I believe that God doesn't mind that we make money and do what we need to do. But I do believe that he wants to be honored. He wants to be first. If you know, if we are believers in him and trusting in him and serving him, he wants to be first in our life. We, he's He's just, and the word said he's a jealous God. He's not going to have anything before him. So definitely know your purpose. Ask God, number two, what that purpose is. Number three, know how to work that purpose. 
Ask him, Lord, well, teach me how to work that purpose. Give me the guidance and direction. You know, and sometimes he'll speak then. And sometimes it may be weeks or so down the road because, and I've heard so many preachers in particular have said, you know, I've enjoyed Bishop Jake's ministry. God bless him. Um, you know, sometimes God will speak. I've heard him say, and, and maybe a couple other ministers, God will speak a message or speak something to you, a purpose or something that he wants you to do, but it doesn't mean that he's asking you to do it then. So I, I said, Lord, give me, I need to be more specific in my prayer. You know, cause sometimes he, he, it seems kind of generalized, you know, he'll just say, open up the business. Well, Lord, I want to know when, would you want me to do it now? You want me to do it later? Please let me know when, because you want to always move in the timing of God. You don't want to move when in your timing, you know, you don't want to do it out of the timing and you don't want to move it out of time. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to move it in when it's not time because when it's time, it flows. God honors. It it just, it just happened. You know, it just flows. God will connect you with the right people. He will give you what you need to take care of your day-to-day duties and issues. And I'm not saying it's not going to be always easy. There's going to be some work behind it. You know, you know, there's going to be a little bit of work. You know, you might have to put something together, write a book, write the vision and make it plain. That's what the scripture says, but we still have to honor him even in that. And I'm the type of person, like I said, I like to try to keep things simple. I don't like complications if I can help it. You know, if there's something really complicated with the wisdom of God, his strength and his grace and mercy, he gives me, he helps me to break it down or write it down or he'll just give it to me. And then it just comes out. You know, and me and my husband, for example, we can come together and agree on some things. You know, um, I'm in the need of a, some people call it a knock around car <laughs> to go from work to work. I have a car, but um, I really don't want to use it a lot, put a lot of miles on. It's a brand new vehicle my husband bought bought for me. Um, I'm so grateful for that. Yay. But anyway, um, I wanted to get another, like a little used car. Uh, like I said, like a little car that I can use to go from here and there. Cause I'm traveling from people's home to home and I want to be able to utilize that car for those type of purposes. But Hey, I'm still, I'm seeking God for that because when you're doing that, you ask God for those things, but those things are responsibilities. You got to pay for them. You got to have gas. You got to have uh, insurance. You got to have all those things in place. And then the car you get, you got to pray and make sure that car is up to part. You know, <laughs> you got to make sure that car or whatever you're asking God for is, is, you know, everything is in that time or, you know, or, or, or everything is set in motion. You know what I'm saying? Even in me just making a decision about buying another car, that'll be a car number three that we just got to make sure that we financially ready to do that. You know, it's just a lot to keep in mind. And that's just giving an example of it. But I'm going to jump into the word uh, in Ephesians chapter one, verse two through four. And I will be reading tonight out of the New American Standard Bible. I've told you guys in times before that I definitely read the King James. It is wonderful. And I may get, I may read a little bit of that tonight. But right now, I am jumping into the New American Standard Version because there are some wonderful translations that can really help break down the King James uh, Version uh, so you can get the full. uh, clarification and, and understanding of the word of God. It just makes it so easy. So here, um, the word of the Lord is talking about, and I'm looking at the topic of the, uh, the passage. It says the blessings of redemption. 
And uh, when the Lord gave me the place of the race to run, I'm like, Lord, I'm, you're going to have to give me a little more clarity on what you're saying. Uh, but I believe this scripture by me reading it and, and it really just is easy to read and it, it says what it needs to say in order to bring clarity. So I'm going to read it right now so you all can get something from it. So uh, Ephesians chapter one, verse two through four said grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying grace to you and peace, giving honor from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul was writing a letter. It was down in here in some of the um, reference to the uh, Ephesians, the believers. So he was um, giving honor or giving a proper protocol, uh, greeting the people of God. Verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's giving God honor after he, he did do his pulpit etiquette, if you would say. And then he gave God honor. He said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So he's saying that God has blessed us. Even back in the Bible days, as well as now, this word is still the same. It doesn't change. It's still promising. It's yes and amen. God has blessed us. He, I can speak for myself. I have so many personal testimonies. He has blessed me when I didn't deserve it. I felt like I didn't deserve it when I didn't know which way this and that was coming, uh, how I was going to pay this or get out of that. God has blessed me in so many ways that... Um, I said, Lord, you know, there's a song, some of the old saints say, any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. Amen. Some days I feel that because I'm like, Lord, I've asked you so much or you've done so much for me. I can't tell it all. That's another another older uh, spiritual song. But he's done so much for me. I can't tell it all, you know, and even in the good. And definitely in the bad, you know, those are the times we really need to stretch and just dig in and just really not give up on God. Because just know that if he's blessed us before, he'll definitely bless us now. You know, if he blessed us then, he'll be with us now through it all. We have to trust him and know the word of God is true. Verse four says, just as he chose us in him, he chose us. He chose us as a people. Sometimes we may not choose him. You know what I mean? I got saved, born again, if you would say, received Christ in my heart. Um, probably when I was about, they're my teenagers, 14, 15 year old age, something like that. Amen. I got born again. I mean, I got born to the old holiness way where they put me on the altar and just prayed with me and had me say, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, until the power of God came. Now, I didn't get filled with the Holy Spirit then at that same moment, but I did receive Christ in my heart. I got filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongue um, uh, as a spirit give utterance. And those are gifts from the Holy Spirit. I got that when I was in college. Amen. So God is such a good God. He chose us. You know, we were already chosen. He's chosen. I mean, we are already chosen as believers. Amen. Even as sinners, God has chosen. He loves us all. He does not have respect to person. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a free will that he's given us, but it's still free to receive his son 
Jesus Christ in your heart as your personal savior. And you'd be like, well, Angel, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for this or I haven't really done all what I needed to do. I got to make this money or I got, I'm not ready to stop sleeping around. I'm, I'm probably saying a little bit extra, but I'm just being truthful. That's what is this is called. Door three, the truth. I'm not ready to stop smoking, drinking, whatever it is, whoremongering, whatever the struggle might be. You know what I'm saying? You may not be ready to let those things go, but if you think about it, you know, at the end of the day and at the end of it all, you don't want your soul to be lost. You know, God can bless you. He can change your life. He can deliver you and set you free. He can bless you to get married so you can be with one person and stay with that one person, you know, and be comfortable to enjoy those things with that one person through marriage and in marriage that he has ordained. He can bless you with money and increase if you just trust him and know that he can do that. You know, and I'm not saying you won't get frustrated or go through trials. You'll do that whether you're saved or not, you know, whether you're born again or not. But having him in your life, it makes such a difference because he can give you that godly guidance and direction through the word of God, through the men and women of God that can give you clarity so you can know what your next steps are. Amen. So sometimes, like I said, and I've talked about this before, when you're going through different situations, sometimes I'd be asking, I'd be like, Lord, do you want me to sit in this trial a little bit? Meaning this is something that I don't need to run away from, you know, because it's easy to run away from something that you're uncomfortable with. But if you can just, Lord, if you want me to sit in this, give me the grace, give me the strength and the peace of mind to go through. Can I ask for some of those things? You know, and you may be crying. I don't know. You know, and I'm laughing because I've experienced that on my own. I've said, Lord, and it's not out of a joking manner, but it's just, just the relief in knowing my relationship with him that he kept me. You know, and I you want you want to bail out. You want to get out of certain situations and circumstances. But sometimes it seems like he'll just allow you to stay in that, not to hurt and harm you, but to teach you, to show you, to give you direction or whatever it is he wants to to get the glory, ultimately the glory out of your life. That's the that's the 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 main thing. And walk in obedience and to trust him that it's better. I'll give you more than you can ever think. I'll send more to you than you can ever think if you just trust me and know that he's. God. Amen. So back to verse four, I'm going to read it again. It said, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So before the world was even made, he chose us. We were already predestined. We were already known uh, in God's blueprint, his plan. He already know us. He know everything about us. He know our family. He know our history. He know everything. Who is going to marry, whether we're not going to be married, whether we're going to be single, how many kids we're going to have, whether we're not going to have kids, whether we're going to live a really rugged life, whether we're going to try to live a, a clean life, or we just going to ultimately accept him to give us that direction and be our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Father. You know, all that stuff. He, he knows where we are. And he knew it before the foundation of the world, before there was trees and before there was sky and birds and stuff. He knew us before we were even created. That's what the word says. Amen. I'm getting excited because the word of God is so wonderful. That we would be holy. That's him. That's what he's saying. He, he already, he loves us. He didn't judge us. He said that we would be holy. And blameless before him in love. Amen. So I really believe that Paul was speaking to 
the church of Ephesians to the to the to the people of God, giving them clarity and direction, but yet showing them love. He didn't just, you know, pull out the whip and just beat, 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 you know, because I know some people might have experienced that and in some ministries. I don't know. I'm not calling out any names, but you might have experienced that all you get is this beat down or this make you feel guilty. That's that's not of God. You know what I'm saying? There is a spirit of conviction. And just through the word of God, it, it will convict alone. Now, you know where you are. Everybody know where they are. Most people don't have to be told where they are, you know, meaning their relationship with God. You know where you stand. You know where you where you are, what you're doing. You know if you're still smoking cigarettes. You know if you're drinking. You know if you're uh, gangbanging or whatever. You know where you are. Most people don't have to tell you where you are. But with the word and how it brings us spirit of love and correction that will cleanse that will purge that will make you whole as you receive him into your life now stay around positive people stay around the saints be diligent about going to church stay in fellowship with positive people holy and righteous people have a relationship a sound relationship with God so he can teach you and show you and give you direction so you can be kept from the the fiery darts of the enemy you can be kept from from harmful situations you can be kept from from stumbling blocks you know what i'm saying you, but you have to be willing and obedient you will eat the good of the land you know there is a, that there is that contract a relationship you know what i'm saying if you're willing and obedient you'll eat it he, we, that's what he promised to us amen and that is so powerful he wanted me to touch on a little bit about blameless um the word blameless, how he wants us to run this race blameless. And you like, Lord, blameless. How can I not do how can I do that? It's too much going on in this world, it's too much to offer. Social media is showing this, there's so much pornography, is this and so much temptation, there's so much going on. But you can walk blameless. God has to do it in you, through you. He'll do it for you if you allow him to. You don't have to have a, a murderous heart. You don't have to have a, you have to be deceitful. You don't have to walk in the spirit of manipulation. You know, all those things that cause strongholds and sin to abide in your life. You don't have to walk in the spirit of jealousy. You can walk in victory. You can walk in joy. You can walk in peace in him. He can give you that peace in spite of the chaos. He can give you joy in spite of the chaos. He can give you power to overcome those things and authority over uh, coming, overcoming those things. And he'll give you descriptions on how to do it. Just activate it. God has given us power and authority over those sins, over the enemy to declare his glory. Now walk in it. Trust him in it. Believe him in it and know that he's your God. So blameless means to be innocent of wrongdoing, guiltless, have a clean life, proper life, clear life, and irreproachable life. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that you won't mess up. All of sin comes short of glory of God. Don't feel, excuse me, you don't have to feel like you have to just walk so where you just, oh, I can't do nothing wrong. No, no. That's why you walk in him. He know where you, you are. You can trust him, believe in him. He'll give you that peace and direction. 
He knows where you are each day. Don't let people make you feel guilty by where you are. God know what you need to be delivered on. You know what you need to be delivered on. If you're smoking cigarettes, you already know that that's something that's contrary to the word of God. That's your temple. You know, if you know if you're overeating or if you know if you're committing adultery, you know where you are in God. But you ask him, Lord, give me the strength to help me to overcome these things that may be stumbling blocks in my life. You know, God knows where you are. He knows where we all are. But this all comes with the relationship, getting to know him, seeking his word, having prayer time. I mean, if, if nothing else you don't do, those fundamentals of reading God's word, fasting and praying and seeking his face, that's 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 a that's a that's a, a bomb in a nutshell, because that's a powerful uh, relationship to have with God. You know, um, that's something that brings you closer to him so he can know where you are to be able to show you and lead you and guide you in truth so you can be blameless you know what i'm saying not saying the enemy won't trip you up because you're gonna have people on sometimes even on your job they'll accuse you of stuff and you'll be like lord i know i didn't say or do that but you walk blameless don't argue with them and that took me some time with it too you know what i'm saying because you want to be right you want to uh defend yourself you know you want to make sure no not you know sometimes you just just chill present the facts know your policy and procedures know what you've done right you know what I'm saying? You know you what you've done. And if you messed up, also be transparent about that too. You know what I'm saying? Use wisdom. You know, do what you need to do. If you have to give detail, give t- detail. If not, let the Lord lead you on that too. I'm not saying a lie, but use wisdom in how you say. Because sometimes the enemy will create a lie to see if you will lie, if that makes sense. He'll create a lie to see if you will lie. And then to to destroy you. And we don't want that. So use godly wisdom on what to say. When to say it. How to say it sometimes. Especially who to say it to. Especially when 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 you're up under attack. That's what I mean. You know, always be prayed up and ready. But when you're up under attack, when people are trying to cancel you out, call call your names or treat you bad or, you know, put you in a harmful, uncomfortable situation. And you're just this innocent bystander just trying to live right. You know what I mean? But just ask God to give you in your prayer private time. Lord, help me not to go off. <laughs> Meaning don't get mad and do something you don't need to do. Ask God to give you the peace about it. And if it's meant for you to stay in that situation or be where, be there, show me, lead me, guide me on how to get through that until he moves you. Until he moves you. Until he takes you to where you need to be. Yeah, we grow in grace by grace, faith by faith, blessings by blessings, miracle by miracles. I believe that. I take the word literally and I say, Lord. This is your word, and I trust your word. I believe what you told me that I was going to be blessed. I believe that your promises are yes and amen. So this is what's happening, Lord. I'm uncomfortable with this. Give me the grace and strength on how to deal with it. You know, it don't have to be a fancy prayer. You know, just be real with him. Be truthful. Let him know how you feel because he already knows. But if you just release it. Then you you're not in a, you're not walking a lie. You can feel good. You can be released and ask God for forgiveness or whatever you need to repent. Sometimes God will he, you be like, I know I'm right, but sometimes He'll put it on your heart for you to say I'm sorry. I don't know who that was for, but because I've been in a situation, you're like, Lord, I know I did not do that. I know I'm right. You know you feel like you're right, but sometimes Lord won't even let you explain any of that. All He wants you to do is say I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? 
Don't you have to go anything extra special? You want to say because this happened that day and, and the way I, none of that. Just if sister, my sister, my brother, I'm sorry. Forgive me if I didn't handle that situation correct. Please forgive me. And that releases you and you feel so much better. I've had a situation um, in, our, in, our, in our ministry. God bless our ministry, actually. Uh, some of the, a couple of the ladies or whatever. And, you know, you just kind of feel like, did I do something wrong? You know, because I'm a type of person I'm, you know, some of the stuff I just I still be trying to I be loving people through it. You know what I'm saying? Even though they may seem a little distant or, you know, I'm like, Lord, I know. I don't know. They may seem like they kind of acting funny. I don't know what it is. But, you know, when you go through things with people, people are fickle. They change. You know what I'm saying? We are people. We change. We know we don't know. That's why we got to have the power of God to keep us. But long story short. There was a situation with some young ladies at my church, and I had to, even though I'm like, I felt like I didn't do anything wrong, but there was some resistance there. That's what I'm getting at, you know, where I could feel the tension. I could hear the tension. They were giggling and laughing at me in my presence, you know, just foolishness, you know, childishness, you know, the attack of the enemy, you know, trying to get me worked up so I can say something ungodly. You know, or say something that will defeat the whole purpose of what God wants, because I had to really know and had to know and understood and understood at that time that it's not about me. It's about serving Christ, you know, because if it was in my flesh, I would probably would have cheated, treated them the same way. You know, I would have just went off and just told them how I felt. But the Holy Ghost, (laughs) hallelujah, he's so kind. He humbled me. And gave me clarity through my husband because I shared it with him. And he said, Angel, you need to apologize. Apologize? And some of you might have experienced that. I didn't do anything. But God knows. And I got and I talked with the leader of this particular group and asked her, I don't know what the situation is. I feel tension. I don't know if something I did. I mean, the Lord was even unctioning me even before that to sow into these people's lives. I was, you know, he was giving me direction on. I was making, my sister makes um, gift baskets, and she makes them very beautiful. He told me to get them all baskets and sew into their lives. He gave me the color, everything. I'm like, Lord, these people don't like me. You know, you know, you feel that, you know, but he had me to do that. And then another one, he had me to do a bigger, another bigger gift for the birthday. So God will humble you sometimes in situations. You'd be like, Lord, I know that, 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 um, that. I, I want to do your will, because if I do my will, it's not going to work out. So I, I'd rather be happy doing your will. So long story short, hey, I moved in it. I blessed them. It still wasn't quite uh, smooth. You know, people get gifts, and they treat you okay for a couple of days. And I said, Lord, I, I had something else. So I said, go ahead. You need to repent. Apologize to them. So I set that up. I spoke with the leader, told him my concerns. And I didn't know she was going to be the first one to apologize. And that's a good thing. You know, it started from the head. I didn't know. You know, I just, you know, you just don't know situations until you're in it. Because, you know, you'd be wondering why people are treating you different. When they was treating you different, they would they would seem nice to you a uh, uh, while back. And then all of a sudden they start seem to be changing. You know, just seem like they're avoiding you, not want to hug you. And, and you get these side looks. You know, cross-eyed looks or whatever you want to call them. You just don't feel comfortable in that presence. I'm like, Lord, what did I do? But you know, elevation is something else. 
that spirit of jealousy is something else. And I'm not saying that was the case, but when you're elevated and you're moving in different arenas of your life and people see that, it may not be nothing major. It'll just be something simple. Like you starting to speak on one program. People get crazy about that. Or somebody might have said you look beautiful. Just things the enemy bring and if, if we as people of God, and that's what I when I when it came to my turn to apologize, I kinda did a little saying before I said it. You know, I just kinda said, We're walking around here, we're shouting, we're bucking, we're praising the Lord, but we're we, I feel like we're not showing each other love. I feel like there's some attention or tension rather amongst us and I don't I wanna be free. I don't wanna be I wanna be blameless. Back to this blameless. I want to be clean, clear, proper. I, I, I want to be right before him. And I want to be able to love you. You know, I want to be honest. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to be real in God. I want to trust him. I want to release that so I can move on. Because I have to be with these people week after week, week after week. And I don't want to be walking around like that. Feeling down, feeling discouraged, feeling despondent, feeling like it's something I did done. And I might have. I don't know, but I we cleared the air. We apologized, and ever since then, I've been free. I know I haven't went out to dinner with them or nothing like that, but there is a freedom. There's a more liberty that 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 um, the enemy was uh, severed and broken that situation. And some of them, you know, they do. They don't really do those little things like that anymore. Like I said, I'm not. There's not like a real tight knit relationship, which it never was, but there's still, there's love. There's more love being shown. You know, we can honestly see each other and and, and from eye to eye and we can have decent, pleasurable conversations, you know, because I let them know I'm not your enemy. The enemy is your enemy. You know, you know, cause people, they, they don't think, you know what I'm saying? Why? What's, what's wrong? What's the issue? You know, let's get to the core of it. Because the scripture says the enemy come to kill, steal, and destroy. But I just wanted to share the night tonight uh, with you all about the place of the race to run. Run your race. Run it with diligence. Run it with heart and passion. Know your place in God, your purpose in God. Know, um, know uh, what he's called you to do and ask him how to do it, when to do it. Because you, you don't want to do it too soon and then it fail or you get discouraged. Or you don't want to do it too late and the same thing happen. So just add, rely on the timing of God. You don't have to complicate it. Don't complicate it. When it's time, he will give it to you. You will know. He will speak it. He will unction. You will know. It will be something pressing on your heart. I don't know if he'll do a dream or vision. And he'll do that too. But whatever he give you, just flow in his word. Trust him and know that he's with you so I'm hoping that I said something on today that uh, was a blessing to you. And just use these tools in every aspect of your life. Um, God is a holistic God. He don't just do work on the spiritual aspect. He work on everything. He's with you and will be with you in every area of your life. Uh, with your family, with your career, uh, whether you're making some personal decisions in your life, uh, with relationships. He will be with you through all of that. Um, So, yeah, let's trust him today. And you all have a blessed evening. And know that God is with you. And run your race.